This has come up, this has come up a lot this week, that today is going to be fun. Uh, you know, the Bible says that in his presence there is fullness of what? Joy. joy. It doesn't say there's fullness of dignity. It says there's fullness of joy. I can't tell you how many times. I, there was actually one time when, uh, you know, I was just seeking the Lord. And if you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 5, we'll get there eventually. Um, there was one time I was really seeking uh, the Lord. I was like, I, I need to receive. And Matthew 5 verse 6 says this, and this is going to be our main scripture today. Um, we got to that fast. Matthew 5, 6, it says this, blessed, blessed. Why do we always read this and say blessed? I never say blessed unless I'm reading the Beatitudes. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied, or they shall be filled, right? If we hunger for God, we'll be filled. So going back to the story, you know, there was a time I was just really, Lord, I want to receive from you. And uh, I came up for prayer. You know, the power of God hit me. and I, I fell out on, on the ground. I'm like, Lord, I just need to receive more from you. And I'm really trying, and I'm really tr- striving to receive. And I'm like, all right, the word says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I thought, like, if I tried harder, it, I would be filled. And I was like, for they shall be filled. I, like, that's, I legitimately did that. And this is what I heard the Lord say. What are you doing? <laughs> Literally, I, I, I heard him right in my spirit. What are you doing? Like, I'm trying to receive. <laughs> so, like, if you saw someone just being like, like, imagine Christmas is coming up. Forget Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming up, right? No, don't forget Thanksgiving. It's good to be thankful. We already have our Christmas tree up. Don't judge. But, you know, Christmas is coming up. Can you imagine if I came to Chris, or Chris, come here. This is, Chris has a gift for me, and he wants to give me the gift. Chris, you can present the gift. I receive. What's going on in your mind? What are you doing? What's wrong with you, right? (laughs) See, all I had to do is reach out and take a hold of it, right? Here, you can give it to me again so that they can see me do it right. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> see, you know, the Bible, says bless, but the Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Where does the filling come? It comes when we find rest in him. So this is something, you know, this morning during prayer, pre-service prayer, uh, we were praying out, and the Lord just kind of showed me the lazy river at Carowinds. You know, we were, uh, Serena and I, we went to Carowinds recently, and we got into the Lazy River. Now, here's the, here's the cool thing about the Lazy River. You don't have to do anything. It just carries you. It just, it just takes you along down the river. It's not by striving. I don't have to, I don't have to paddle really hard to get down the river. I, I could, just paddling and paddling and paddling, but there's no point, because if I just rest, I'm, I'm moving along with the river. And so this morning during prayer, the Lord was just saying, get in the flow. Yeah, yeah. Just get in the flow. And today I want to encourage everyone in here to do the same thing. Because it's really up to us whether we want to get into the flow or not. We can stand right outside the river and watch as the people kind of flow and just relax and find peace and just say, oh, that's nice for them. That looks relaxing. That looks fun. Or we can get in the river and we can let the flow carry us. Because, see, the Bible talks about those who are tossed by the winds of the world. And those people should not expect to receive anything from God. But that, that, you see that in James chapter 1. 
You know, we're not supposed to be tossed by the waves of the world. But what we're supposed to do is to get into the flow of God. And, and, and uh, the Lord actually showed me uh, something in Ezekiel chapter 47. We're going to Ezekiel. All right, let's do this. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Esther, Job, Psalms, and Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel. Here we are. Do you ever do that? Like in your head? See, I'm just giving you guys a little dive into my head. Ezekiel 47. Um, Ezekiel 47, and it says this in verse 9. See, right, right here, uh, Ezekiel is having this vision, and he's seeing the temple of God. And what starts happening is this river starts to flow out of the temple. This river starts to flow out of the temple, and, uh, and you know, there's, there's a man with him who leads him around the back, and he starts to see this little trickle coming out of the, back, the, back, the other side of the temple. And what happens is this man starts drawing a line in the ground, and Ezekiel is following this man, and by the time they get to a certain place, the, the, that little trickle came up to their ankles, and they were walking ankle deep. And then, and then he drew the line even further, and as they're going now, it's to their knees, and as they're going now, it's to their waist. And, and he's walking in this river, and they continue to go on, and all of a sudden, Ezekiel's like, I, and then I got to a place. Is anyone else thinking, ankle deep, waist deep, all the way in? They got to this place then, when Ezekiel, my, my Bible keeps slipping pages. Then they got to this point where Ezekiel's like, I couldn't even walk and forward. I had to swim in this river because it became so mighty. And this is what it says in verse 9 about this river. And this is what we're talking about. This is that, you know, that river that God's inviting us to just yeah. take. A, why, why are we getting into this? Because God wants you to receive breakthrough to, today. I almost said tonight, today. He wants you to receive breakthrough this morning. How do we do that? We get in the flow. We get in the flow. Look at this. Uh, verse 9, it will come about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes, not calling you guys creatures, but you know, if it applies, it applies. No, I'm not. That was, I realized that that was an insult. That's not what I, I was saying. Are you alive today? We're, we're living things? Okay. Didn't God say it was going to be fun today? This is going to be good. He did say it was going to be fun. Let's have fun. He says they will live. They will live. Everything that comes to the river will live. Everything that comes to the river will find life. He goes on and he says this, and there will be, there will be very many fish for these waters will go uh, and the, the others will become fresh. So everything that the water touches now becomes fresh. Because yeah, it actually talks about that this, this river is going into a sea that wasn't fresh. But then once the river touched the sea, it became fresh. It became good. And so he goes on to say this, and it will come that the fishermen will stand beside it, uh, and there will be a place to spread the nets and their fish according to their kinds. And, you know, it, it just goes on to the great sea. But then it says this in verse 12, by the river on its bank, on one side and on the other will grow all kinds of tree for food. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not fail. For they will bear fruit every month. What kind of tree bears fruit every month? The ones planted by the river. Right? You even read that in the book of Psalms, right? He talks about that we will be like trees planted by rivers of living water, and we will bear fruit in every season. Is that Psalms? That's somewhere in the Bible. Psalm 1? Oh, the very first one. Cool. But then he says this. 
They will bear fruit every month. Why? Because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their water flows from the place of God. The water of life comes from the throne of God. That water of life. And that's the river that we're, that, that we're invited to enter into and enter into the flow. I'm not going to strive to receive today. I'm just going to enter into the flow and let God do what God's going to do. And when I, when I enter into that flow and let God move and let God do what He's going to do, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Because in His presence is fullness of joy. In His presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. I'm in His presence today. How do I enter into His presence? With thanksgiving and praise. So let's give Him thanksgiving and praise this morning. And as we do that, we enter into joy. And when we enter into joy, we gain access to all that He has for us. Amen? Amen? Because again, you recognize something changed when we began to praise Him differently. When we began to give Him a little bit extra of us, things began to change in our lives. See, why did, why did Jehoshaphat... What a... If we ever have a son, no. She already knew what I was going to ask. I, I've made a, a habit of whenever I find interesting names, I ask Serena, if we ever have a son, can we? And it's always no. Because they're always, you know, interesting names. I apologize if anyone here watching's name is Jehoshaphat. You have a great name. What? So, anyway, King Jehoshaphat had multiple armies camping up against Israel. They were getting ready to destroy them. And what did he do? He sent the worshipers first. Now picture this, all right? Because this is a whole different thing when we insert ourselves into this scenario or into the fight, all right? Picture this. Today, there's multiple nations rising up against America, and they're setting camp right on the border and getting ready to enter in. And the commander-in-chief says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to get a bunch of musicians with their guitars and their flutes, and we're going to tell them to go to the battle first. And you're the musicians. Oh, look, these guys have guns and mortars and nuclear stuff, and now we're going out against them with guitars and flutes? Insert yourself into the scenario now. Now look to the commander-in-chief. What's wrong with you? But this is what the Lord was leading. Let's sing. Let's sing. Let's send the singers first. Let's send the worshipers ahead. Wow, he, they had a revelation of the power and the authority that comes when we worship Him. When we give Him the praise that He's due. What happened when they arrived to the battle? You know... If you know what happened when they arrived at the battle, say it. Everyone was dead. All of their enemies was dead. Why? Because God fought for them. God fought the battle for them. All they had to do was praise Him. So, is there breakthrough when we praise our God? Is there breakthrough when instead of getting into fear and anxiety and saying, how are we going to make it out? What am I going to do? No, no, no. I'm going to enter into the flow. When I enter into the flow, what do I have to worry? David says it this way. Even if, you know, the whole world collapses in on itself, I'm just going to praise him. 
Talk about worst case scenario. You walk outside and the whole like mountains just start collapsing in on itself. That's not good. But he says, no, I'm going to praise him anyway. I'm not going to fear. What do I have to fear? I have God on my side. I have greater is he that lives in me than he that is in this world. There's a level of hunger that draws us to a position where, no, if God's for me, oh man, I'm satisfied. Even if I feel like there's lack in this area or I'm missing something in this area, no, I'm just going to hunger after my God, not after the things, hunger after my God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, right? What does that mean? Get into the flow. I'm going to seek Him and just rest in Him. And as I'm in that flow, it's going to work out. All these things are going to be added unto me. I'm not pursuing the things. I'm pursuing Him and the things are added to me. Right? That's how it works. That's what Bear was talking about. I'm not going to get into fear over how is this going to happen? How is this going to work out? I'm just going to get in the flow. I'm going to get into the flow. So blessed are those who, you know, that's just extra. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. That's not how you do it. Learn from my weirdness. You don't have to strive to receive from God. You don't have, hear this. You don't have to get to your list to receive from God. Did I pray long enough about this issue? Did I, did I fast long enough? Did I, did I do all these things right? Maybe I'm not believing the right way. Maybe, no. Get in the flow. If you're missing it in some area, getting in the flow, God will show it to you. God will reveal it to you. Because it's in the flow that we gain a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Him, when I'm in Him, He'll give me that spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, I pray that God will begin to give you that spirit of wisdom and revelation today. Amen? He's pouring it out. Why? Serena said it. God is withholding no good thing from those who walk uprightly. So when we're talking about all, these good, all this goodness that God has in store for us, all this goodness that God wants to pour out on us, recognize this. He's not withholding it. He's not withholding it. I'll just get into the flow. And surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the the days. Man, all the days of my life. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I live in the south now. I don't don't think that was even a southern accent. That was like, let's just pretend like that didn't happen. Rewind. All right. How are you guys doing? Mark chapter 10. Let's just go to the next verse. Let's go to the Bible. The Bible's a good place to go. Amen? Mark chapter 10. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Wait, I just skipped Mark. I went straight to John. Mark chapter 10. Recognize the power of hunger. There's power in hunger. Several years ago, Pastor was, was doing his first, was it his first media fast? And during that fast, he spent a year long with no movies, no TV shows, uh, no social media, and no music outside of worship music. And, um, and he began to just dive in. And the Lord began to spoke, spoke to him. Thank you, guys. They're like, you're doing great. You're doing great. The Lord began to speak to him every single day, the same two words, hunger and humility. You've heard this story before. Hunger and humility. Hunger and humility. Hunger and humility, these two things are vital for the life of a believer. 
If you want to be filled, get hungry. If you want to be filled, get hungry. If you want to be filled, get hungry. There's breakthrough for the hungry soul. There's breakthrough for the person who hungers after God. Not just the passive Christian, the hungry Christian. Look at this. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. We see, this gives us insight on a hungry person and what happens when we hunger for God. Breakthrough. Amen. When they came to Jericho, then they came to Jericho. And he was leaving Jericho with his disciples. He is Jesus. You need that. <laughs> and he was leaving Jericho with his disciples in a large crowd. Uh, uh, and, so, okay. I can read. I, I, I'm an adult. Then they came to Jericho, and he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd. This is a beautiful thing. Recognize, there's a lot of people in this situation. There's a lot of people surrounding Jesus and crowding Jesus. But then a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, and if you want to think about it, his name is Bartimaeus, which literally means, Bar means son. So his name, he's basically Timaeus Jr., I guess is the best way to say it. Because Bar Timaeus means son of Timaeus. So if we have a son, can we name him son of Buddy? Bar Buddy? Bar Buddy? No? Bar Buddy? I didn't even think that. That's, that's great. She said no if you didn't hear <laughs> Oh, This is going to be a good day. So the son of Timaeus was sitting by the road. And when he heard that Jesus the Naz- when he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Hunger has a sound. Weren't you just saying that? Hunger has a sound. Hunger does not stay silent. He said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This man was blind. He heard, oh, it's Jesus coming. Jesus! He didn't even know where, he could have been screaming right into the wall. He had no idea where he, where he was pointing. He says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's hunger. No, there's so many people here, but I'm going to make sure that he hears my voice. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And what did everyone do? They tried to shut him up. I want you to hear this and hear this good. Lukewarm Christians hate hungry people. Lukewarm believers hate hungry people because it exposes the lack of hunger that's inside of them. That's why there are people who come into this church and leave after a week or an hour because hunger exposes something in them and they don't want to stay. There's people who won't even enter into this place because people dance there. People are healed there. When you're around hungry people, things can't stay the same. And if you want to stay the same, if you're, you're either going to be here long enough to where that changes... Or you're not going to last. Because here's the thing. We desire and hunger for growth. We're hungry for growth. We're hungry to win souls. That's who we are. We're a house of love and prayer. Living in abundance, winning souls, 
Making disciples for Jesus. Can you, can you get that ready in the back? The, uh, the, how many souls we had saved this year, so far this year? How many souls came into the kingdom of God this year? Whenever you get that up, someone tell me because I'm not going to stare at the screen. But recognize this. We are hungry to win souls. And I, I'm going to tell you this. My, when I first got here, my flesh was a little, my flesh didn't like it. Even though I know we're supposed to, what does the Bible say? It says, go into all the world and make disciples. It's, it's, we call it the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion, right? It's the Great Commission, which means we're supposed to do that. Doesn't mean our pastors are supposed to do that, or we're just supposed to put it all on the evangelists. No, we're, we're called to do that. So I remember the first, like I shared this last time that I was preaching, right? The, some of the first times I was praying for people, my legs started thumping because my flesh didn't like it. Like I'm praying for people. Just say, say this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, like my flesh was having a fit. But here's the thing. If I truly hunger for more of God, I'm not going to be led by my flesh. I'm not going to be led by my feeling. I'm going to be led by the Spirit of God. I'm going to get into the flow, and if the flow is leading me to win souls, whether my flesh likes it or not, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm following the flow. I'm not, see, here's, here's what happens a lot of times is we hop out of the flow when it gets, when it, when it gets intimidating. But I'm not going to, just lift your hands and say this. I'm not getting out of the flow. I'm staying in the flow. Amen? I'm not getting out of the flow. Here, uh, do you have that ready? You can put it up. I'll just tell you. What is it, 671? I believe we're at 671 commitments to Christ this year. Amen. Praise God. 671 commitments to Christ this year. Am I right? She, she's fact-checking me right now. Yes. 671 commitments to Christ this year. Not be, not, oh, there we go. There we go. 671 commitments to Christ this year. Come on. Praise God for that. In lockdown and all that stuff. And, and here's the thing. This isn't just pastor going off on mass crusades and, and thousands. No, this is, this is people sitting in these seats right now committing. No, I'm going to go out and I'm going to lead people to Jesus. 671 souls. Thank you. 671 souls committed to Christ this year. Praise God. 671 parties in heaven of angels rejoicing about people who entered into eternity. Because there were people who chose, I'm going to give into the flow. I'm going to get into the flow, and I'm going to let the flow carry me. And if the flow is carrying me to win souls, whether my flesh likes it or not, I'm getting into the flow. So recognize this. People were trying to quiet him, trying to get him to shut up. Bartimaeus, we're going back there. People were trying to cause Bartimaeus to shut up. What were they trying to do? Stifle his hunger. They didn't, want, they didn't want him to get all the attention. He's just a beggar. He's a nobody in their minds. But here's the beauty of it. He cried out all the more. Oh, the devil wants me to shut up? I'm going to cry out louder. He cried out all the more. The devil doesn't want me to dance? I'm going to dance all the more. I'll be even more undignified than this. That's what David said. Oh, you don't want me to dance? I'll, I'll be more undignified than this. I bet that's probably what he did. You don't want me to dance? Well, I'm going to dance even better. I'll be more undignified. I'm so sorry you guys had to see that. 
That wasn't the moment. Serena's laughing. Do you hear that though? I'll be more undignified. See, again, in His presence is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Jesus said this, Come, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the, the stoic mm, of the Lord. Enter into the joy of the Lord. If we can't have fun with God, what are we doing? Because it's with joy that we draw from the wells of salvation. Joy is not just some, some passive, oh yeah, no, I got the joy, 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 down in my heart. You know, Not down in my heart. She asked me where. She didn't hear where I said it. It's, it's down in my heart, just so you know. That's where it is. I got the joy. When I got the joy, it, it overflows out of me. Serena, can you hand me that picture in glass? See, we sang the song, Living in the Overflow. I'll need the towel, too, because it might get wet. And actually, can you take this? Because I don't want to ruin my Bible. Praise God. Um, so hear this. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be what? Filled. 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 All right, so I'm going to fill up this glass of water. That's such a satisfying sound. All right, is that glass fill? filled? I, I have two answers. Is that glass full? There we go. Why? If, if I were to ask you to fill up a glass for me, this is probably what you would do, right? But that's not how God's view of filled looks like. How do I know that it's filled? Well, mm, you, guys are, you guys are good. It's like you know this stuff. See, is that filled? How do I know that there's absolutely no possibility that, there is, that that glass is empty? As if it's overflowing. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. The only way I know that there's no possibility that there's any emptiness in that glass is that it's overflowing. And so what does that look like? Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. What does that look like? What does that look like? People see it. If you're hungry and filled with the things of God, it's not going to stay inside of you. Uh, Jeremiah said it this way. It's like I have a fire shut up in my bones. What, have you ever seen... Okay. Have you ever seen a video where someone gets a little too close to fire and their pant leg catches on fire? What do they do? Uh. Or are they moving? You can't be on fire and stand still. You can't be on fire and stay quiet. It's not just like that in the, in the normal, like if your pant leg catches on fire. No, it's the same thing in the spirit. It's like I got a fire shut up in my bones. I can't keep it in anymore. That's what filled looks like. That's what hunger looks like. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Amen? All right, you can take this. I'm going to need my Bible. Psalm 34, 17. I, I need you guys to look at this. Because this is straight up what we see happen with Bartimaeus. Psalm 34, 17. I'm going to read it in the New King James, if you can put that. Psalm 34, 17, it says this. The righteous cry out. And the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Say all. all. Does that mean some? All. <laughs> all. You read through Psalm 34. He says that many times. 
multiple times. And he uses the same word every time, yeah. all. So what happened with Bartimaeus? He cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now can we go back to, to chapter, um, Mark chapter 10? Because what happens next is so, so, so powerful. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shush, he cried out all the more. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And this is what happened. Oh, you hear the power of this. And Jesus stopped. He was going somewhere. He heard hunger, and he stopped in his tracks. The righteous cried out, and the Lord hears. And he delivers. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. When he hears a hungry person, he can't stay still. When he hears, a, when he hears hunger in, in someone's voice, he, he can't help but hear and listen and come to the rescue. It's in his nature. He is a deliverer. He is a restorer. He is a healer. He is a provider. That's who he is. It's in his nature. It's in his nature. He's more than enough. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He's Jehovah Rapha. He's my healer. When he hears me cry out to him in hunger, oh, he can't, he can't stay still. He has to deliver. He has to deliver. It's in his nature. Because even Jesus said, everything I do is what I see the Father do. And so when he heard a hungry man cry out, he stopped in his tracks. And he heard, call him over here. I hear a hungry person. I hear a hungry person. Almost every time in the Gospels you see a crowd, it's to point out a hungry person. It's to point out somebody that's hungrier than the rest. And, and that person always, always finds restoration and deliverance. You have this massive crowd. Jesus is teaching in a house. Massive crowd. It's so cramped. There's no other way to get into the house. But you got a crippled man. He's like, no, we're going to do whatever it takes to get into this house. His friends carry him up to the roof, lower him down. You know what the Bible says in that specific story? That as Jesus is teaching, the power of God was present to heal them. The power of God was present to heal them. Is that singular or plural? How many people got healed? Not in that story. Only one person got healed that day. But the power was present to heal them, but only one person was hungry enough to take a hold of it. Did that hit you like it just hit me? Only one person was, had the hunger enough. No, I'm taking a hold of this. Jesus is here. I'm not just going to sit on the sidelines and watch and spectate and listen. No, I'm going to take a hold of what he has for me. Woman with the issue of blood. Crowds thronging him. Whatever the heck that means. Pressing in. I know what it means. It's just like an old archaic word. The crowds were pressing in on him. Everyone is around Jesus. How many people actually got access to the power of God? One. Why? Because she was hungry. She said to herself, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. She didn't, there was no, hear this, in her words, there was no chance of failure in this. No, if I touch the hem of his garments, I know I shall be made whole. That's faith. And that's hunger. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die anyway, so I'm going to press through these people. 
whether they stone me or not, because everything she just did was illegal. I'm going to press through because I'm hungry enough to touch, take a hold of him. And then when she touched his, the hems of his garments or his tassels, what happened was virtue flowed out of Jesus. What happened? He stopped. Who touched me? He recognized hunger. Someone, someone touched me. I felt the virtue come out. Who touched me? And then he says, he didn't say, oh, you had this problem and you touched me? Do you know what the law says? No. That's not what he said. He said, no. He said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. He said, go in peace. What does that mean? No one's going to stone you today. Go in peace. You're restored. The righteous cry out, the Lord hears, and he delivers. You see that with Bartimaeus. See, again, everyone tried to shut him up. Everyone tried to hold him back. But no, he cried out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. His hunger could not be stifled until he got access to what God had in store for him, what he knew God had in store for him. See, and then when Jesus called them, he threw off his cloak. His sign of my, basically saying, my days of begging are over. I'm receiving what I'm calling out for. That's hunger. That's what hunger does. It draws you out from the crowd. Paul said it this way. In, in a race, all runners run, but run so as to win the prize. What does that mean? It basically means if anyone's going to receive something today, it's going to be me. Now, God has enough for all of us because he's more than enough, but I need to come to him as if I'm the only one receiving something today. Do you hear that? That's what hunger looks like. Oh, my God is here, and he's not withholding any good thing from me. Well, I'm going to take a hold of it today. Who, who here is going to take a hold of that today? Who here is going to take a hold of what God has for you today? Get hungry for it. Put on some hunger today. Because let's be honest, we're not walking in the fullness of what we could be. Because Jesus said this, the works that I do and greater works than these, you shall do. Which means there's more available to us. Doesn't mean, oh man, I stink. No, it means there's more available to me. There's more available to me. More available to me. So I'm going to call out to him. I'm going to hunger more for him. And as I hunger more for him, man, he's going to move. He's going to do something. There's no other option. There's no other outcome. That's what the word says. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. You shall be filled. You shall be filled. Not might. Not maybe. It's not some ethereal, superficial feeling. Oh, filling. Not feeling. Filling. It's not superficial. Why, Why have so many people superficialized the promises of God? Oh, the blessing of the Lord makes rich. Oh, that's just spiritual riches. Now, that's superficial. And you'll only ever receive, receive superficial results. What's superficial mean? It's, it doesn't actually exist. It's fake. It, look, it has a form of godliness, denies the power. And this is what a lot of people look at today. Oh, he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. Oh, that's just spiritual riches. If you want to look at the context, Paul's taking an offering. If you want to look at the actual root word, it literally means material wealth. But you know, no, it's just spiritual reason. Superficial. And those people have to become their own source their whole life. 
What a hard way to live. That's why people say, God never promised it would be easy. Except he did. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. My yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. Right? Because I am gentle and lowly at heart. For my yoke is easy. What does that mean? What I give you is going to be easy. My burden is light. So God did promise it would be easy for me. I just have to get in the flow. It's in the flow. When I come to Him in hunger and enter into the flow, it becomes easy and light. Again, my flesh might not like it, but shut up, flesh. No, it's easy and light. My flesh is what tries to make things hard and heavy. But no, when I, when I put down my flesh, according to Romans chapter 8, actively putting to death the deeds of the flesh, that's when I find life in the flow. Because any creature that enters into the flow finds life. Oh man, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life. Life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Till it overflows. It comes out of you. It comes out of you. Deuteronomy 28. Turn with me real, there real quick. I want you to hear this and see this with your own eyes. Deuteronomy 28, verse 10. Deuteronomy 28, verse 10. So all the peoples of the earth will see that they are called by the name of the Lord. All the earth will do what? They'll see it. What does that mean? It's tangible. How can the world and ungodly people see the blessing of the Lord if it's just superficial? How can... See, pastor said it this way. He says, people don't always recognize your morality, but they do recognize your blessing. They'll see it. Oh, you know, people will come to Jesus because I don't cuss. Has that worked? But when people see that there's something new overflowing out of you, it's going to draw their eye and they're going to see that there's a blessing on you. We were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. What's the, what's the reference of this? Anyone remember? It's in the Bible, I can tell you that. Someone Google it real quick. Our mouths were filled with laughter. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, our mouths, we were like those who dreamed. Psalm 126. Our, can you put that up on the screen? Because I don't want to butcher the word of God. Actually, I can also turn there. Because I have the word of God right in front of me. Praise God, we have the word in our hands. Praise God, we have access to it. You know, the, the Bible was originally an audio book. Did you know that? Because they, they, all they had access to it was in the synagogues, and they had to read it to the people. Audiobook, for those of you who didn't catch on. Psalm 126, verse 2, Then our mouths were filled with laughter, and our tongue with joyful shouting. And they said among the nations, in the King James it says they said among the heathen. Well, what does it mean by the nations? Basically anyone outside of the kingdom of God. It was said among them that the Lord has done great things for them. What does that mean? 
That means they'll see it. And they'll have no choice but to declare, man, there's something about those people. God has done great things for them. You see that with Rahab's confession. When the Israelite spies come in and, like, and she literally says, oh man, all, everyone here, their knees are weak because they've seen and they know what you've just done to Egypt. They, they've heard the stories. And we're talking about a, something that took place 40 years ago. She, but she said, no, we're afraid. We, we heard what the Lord did to, to the nations right before us. We know that we're toast. So Rahab said, I'm going to partner with you guys. She was smart. She was smart. See, everyone recognized that God was on their side. If all of Nineveh decided, you know what, well, let's just, you know, turn to their God and become righteous, like Rahab did. See, recognize Rahab was not an Israelite. She wasn't. What right in access did she have to become a part of Israel? She turned from her way of living and came into the flow. Remember, she lived in the wall. So when the wall came down, one spot didn't come down. There was one place in that wall that didn't come down because she was in the flow. She had that scarlet cord, that declaration, man, I'm in the flow. And that part of the wall didn't fall. It couldn't have because they went into her house and pulled her and her family out. When all the other parts of the wall fell flat, Esther, she wasn't an Israelite. She's part of the lineage of Christ. Ruth. Ruth, Esther was an Israelite. Ruth wasn't an Israelite. She's part of the lineage of Christ. How can she be if she's not an Israelite? She became one. So all the people who say God in the Old Testament was a judgmental God, all the people had to do was turn to him. Remember what he said to Abraham? Do you remember what he said to Abraham? When, when God was getting ready to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? Would you spare, Abraham, God, would you spare the nation for ten, the sake of ten righteous? Yes, I would. So that means that any time Israel went into a nation to, to, to capture it and to take a hold of it, there was not a single righteous person in there. Nor was there anyone who, had the, who even was willing to become righteous. They were wicked through and through. Wicked through and through. God's not a wicked and unjust God. He's not. So when the Twin Towers came down, were there righteous people in there? Yes. So did God do it? Would He spare the Twin Towers for the sake of the righteous? If it was His judgment. It wasn't His judgment. That was wicked men. Don't attribute the will of God for the acts of men. Wicked men. It's not who he is. You see it in Jesus. A woman comes up to him, not an Israelite. Jesus said, I, she said, my, my daughter is severely possessed. And Jesus said, I've actually come from the house of Israel. What was he saying? It's not your time yet. It's not your time yet. Should I give to the bread to, to the dogs? It wasn't like an insult. He was just saying, I'm here to feed my children at this point. But no, she was hungry still. She didn't get offended by what Jesus said. She was still hungry. No, no, no. But I'll even eat the crumbs that fall off the master's table. That's what a hungry person would be willing to do. Even if I get the smallest amount, I'm, I still need something. 
And Jesus saw that hunger, and then He entered in. He recognized what He did. He entered in to the future, to where she had access to the full rights as a child of God and gave her that blessing. She, through her hunger, broke through into redemption and got redemption for her family. As not an Israelite. Is he withholding any good thing? No. Not from me. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. For those who put on hunger. I'm going to choose to become hungry today. I'm not going to withhold my hunger. I'm not going to let the cares of this world stifle my hunger. Oh, but, you know, there's so many things that I'm going through right now. How can I dance? How can I praise? How can I worship Him? No, no matter what's going on around me, I'm entering into the flow. And in the flow, God goes before me and makes the crooked path straight. He goes before me and fights my battles. That's who He is. He is a powerful, mighty, awesome God. Ooh. All we got to do is call out to Him in hunger. Interesting shift. When I had my toe stuck in a sink. My dad was in the house, but I was too ashamed to call out to him. You get the point. I guess I need to give some context. So, so I was washing my hands. We didn't have a drain in our, in our sink. I was washing my hands, and the warmth of the water just felt so good. You ever have those feelings? You know, oh, man, it just feels so nice. I just want to let my hands soak in the nice warm water. We didn't have a plug. And the, the drain was the same, about the same size as my big toe. So I had no other way to plug it up. So stuck my big toe in there. The warm water rose up. It felt real nice on my hands, and my hands were resting in the nice warm water. And it felt so good. What I didn't recognize is, you know, in warm water, you know, your fingers and, and toes can swell. So big toe in the drain, swelled up, couldn't get it out. I was stuck. <laughs> so, going back to, you know, to the message, my dad was here, but my dad was there in the house, he was taking a nap, and I'm here stuck in a sink, and I could have easily gotten myself out of it by saying, Dad, your son is stuck, please help, but I was too ashamed as you can probably understand, I mean, if you got your toes stuck in a sink, you probably would, you wouldn't want to tell anybody. So I stood there with my toe in the sink for about 30 minutes. It was a long time, guys. Such a long time. 
I texted my, my, my twin sister saying, hey, when are you going to be home? Because I, need, I needed to be free. I needed to break out. I texted her, when are you going to be home? She's like, we're on our way about 50 minutes. I'm like, okay, I need help when you get here. So when she came to help, she did what any good sister would do. She started taking pictures. I don't have that picture today, nor do I intend to show it to you. Hopefully, Serena does. But, you know, you guys don't have to see that. Unless the people in the back are already, like, doing everything they can to get it ready. Oh, you're right, it is on the computer in the back. Yeah, that's fine. We don't have to show that to you. But she started taking pictures, laughing. And, and then my mom came in, who was very gracious. She was like, did you try to put soap around it? Yeah, I tried to do that. It didn't work. And uh, so, again, when... The water is hot, you know, it swells. When the water is cold, it contracts. Didn't know that because, you know, I was a teenager. I wasn't like, does that make it worse? I should have left that part out. I was like 18. No, no, no. I wasn't a teenager. I was like 22. I knew Serena at that point. This, it just keeps going down here. I should just stop talking. Is this that moment? <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like 22. No, no, no. I was pre-22. I was like 21. She's like, I don't want to be part of this story. Oh, it just keeps getting worse. Is my face getting red? Anyway. So when the water's cold, it contracts. She's like, did you turn on the cold water? No. I didn't think of that. What an epiphany. Turn on the cold water. It came out. All that to say, all I had to do was call out to my dad, and I would have saved myself from like 30 to 45 minutes of being stuck. Are you, are you getting this? Never would have thought this story would help people get spiritual revelation. But here we are. I'm, see, here's what the actual problem was. I wasn't hungry enough to get out. I was satisfied enough to stay where I was. Here's the question. Are we satisfied to stay in the muck? Are we satisfied or are we, do, are we letting the normal of God... Allow a holy dissatisfaction to recognize, no, I'm not supposed to be here. This is not my inheritance. This is not who I am. As a child of the Most High God, should a child of the Most High God be begging for scraps? No. See, when David, King David, allowed Mephibosheth to be in his house, someone who wasn't his child, he set him at the king's table. He set him at the king's table. Now, would it have been right for Mephibosheth to be sneaking around in the kitchen just trying to find scraps? No, because he was entered in as a son of the king. And when Jesus hung on that cross and said, it is finished, what was he saying? My struggle is over. They're now, uh, they now have a legal right to become children of the king of kings 
and Lord of Lords. And as a child of the Most High God, I have access to all that He's made available to me and to all that He has. Do you hear that? I have access to everything in my Father's house because He's my dad. If you have kids, if you have kids and, and they say, oh, that's my bedroom, that's my, that's, that's my food, that's, why do they say that? Did they pay for it? No. But why do they say that? Because they're your son and daughter. When you hear the story of the rich young ruler, the older brother was upset. Why are you giving him this party? Why are you doing these nice things to him, this son of yours? What did the father say? Well, the son said, you've never even killed, uh, had one party for me. The father said, don't you know that all I have is yours? Don't you know all I have? All that is here. No, it's not. Recognize, they already divided the inheritance. So it was all already his. And the Bible calls us what? Co-heirs. What does that mean? The inheritance has been divided. We have access. It's not just in eternity. That's superficial. Not in eternity. It won't be superficial then. But whenever we adopt the mentality, oh, that's just when we're in heaven. No, didn't Jesus himself say that if you give all these things for the kingdom of God for my sake, you'll reap a hundredfold now in this time and in the time to come? That's the words of Jesus, so you can't argue with that. We have access to it now. 2 Peter 1.3, all things pertaining to life and godliness have been made available to me. Have been made available to you. How do we access it? Hunger and faith. It's by our hunger and faith. Recognize this, because all of these people that we've talked about, Zacchaeus, add Zacchaeus into the situation. Big crowd. Zacchaeus climbed the tree just so that he can see Jesus, because he was a wee little man like me. But Jesus saw his hunger. Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to eat with you tonight. And then what happened? Zacchaeus' life was changed. In an instant. Oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. I messed up and I did all these things, but I'm going to make it right. See, before Jesus entered into his house, he had to make things right. But Jesus already knew what was going to happen. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Made it all available to us. All we had to do was come into him. Get into the flow. Hmm. Woman with the issue of blood. Uh, Bartimaeus, Zacchaeus, the paralytic that was lowered through the roof. All these people have needs, but recognize this. You don't have to have a need to be hungry. There's always more in God. There's always more. So if you're here today and you're saying, well, you know, like, life has been pretty good. Well, praise God. It can only get better. Don't, don't get satisfied with how things have been if you're not walking in the fullness of the normal of God. See, there's always more. There's always more we can walk into. Because it's not just about me being satisfied. It's about me being overflowing so that I can point the world to Him. Because if it's just about me being in a comfortable place, that's not what it's about. That's never been what it's about. The only reason you're not in heaven right now is because there's a world that needs to enter into the flow that you've entered into. They need to see the overflow in your life so that they can take a part of it. Because Jesus died once 
for all men. For all men. And there's a lot of people who don't know that. And they need to see overflowing coming out of you. How are they going to see that when I begin to hunger for more? I'm not satisfied with just my four and no more. I'm not satisfied with just enough. No, I'm going to overflow so that now I can begin to pour out on the people around me. That's what hunger will do. That's what hunger looks like. I'm not satisfied with a little bit. Because you don't have to have a need to, become, to grow in your hunger for God. You don't have to have a need to grow in your hunger for God. No, there's always going to be more. There's always going to be more. There's always going to be more. I am parched. I think it was some of that dancing that we did earlier. Man, there's always going to be more. Thank you, Father. Jesus said, if you come to me and you thirst, yeah. drink of the water that I offer you, and you'll never thirst again. Why? Because it's going to be continuous. Yeah. It's not just a one-time drink and then, oh, I'm good now. I'm done. No. Be being filled continuously. I'm always going to get in to the kingdom. I'm always going to get into the flow. Hear this. When you put on hunger first, your supply will never dry up. What what does that mean? That means whenever I get into him and I get hungry for him and I'm growing and growing and growing in my hunger, I can actually find myself in a place where I can say what David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. I don't lack a thing. I shall not want a thing because I have all that I need. I have so much that I need and more, I don't even have wants anymore because he's my shepherd. And let's fast forward a little bit. My cup, it runs over. It overflows. It runs over. It overflows. And surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Barry pointed it out. That word follows doesn't just mean it's like skipping along behind you. No, it's hunting you down. His goodness and his mercy. It hunts me down all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Forever starts today. See, if he's preparing... If he's, pre- if he's preparing... I got really into it and then it sounded whiny. If he's preparing a table... If he's preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies, we're getting serious, guys. No, I was just kidding. That was a joke. You know, joy. If he's preparing a table before me in the presence of my enemies, are my enemies going to be standing in front of me in heaven? My enemies aren't going to be in heaven. So when is he preparing this table before me? When is my cup overflowing? When is goodness and mercy following me? All the days of my life. It's not in eternity. It's now. Look at that. That's what hunger will do for you. That's what hunger looks like. So when I diligently put on hunger, I'll get myself in a position where I'm always satisfied. Not just satisfied with where I'm at, but but, uh, I forget who said it this way, but satisfied with the holy dissatisfaction. Which means, man, I'm content. That's a key. I'm not... I'm not going to just complain to God all the time. Why am I not having more? Because that's not what hunger looks like. Hunger is not a pity party. Hunger is not a whiny, God, I need more of you. That's not hunger. When it it says the righteous cry out, it's not like they're crying out weak and weary. No, they're crying out, God, I need your help. God, I need your help. That's what when the righteous cry out. 
It's not a whiny, complainy cry out, because that's not hunger. Have you ever seen a kid at Walmart throwing a temper tantrum? Have you? Okay, there was a... I saw like two nods. Here's Here's the reality of it. Sometimes they get what they want that way. It's not how it works in the kingdom. See, hear this. God doesn't respond to your need. He responds to your faith. God doesn't respond to your need. He doesn't respond to my need. He responds to my faith. That's why when the power of God was present to heal them, there were people there who didn't receive. But the person who came out in hunger and faith received all that they needed. He doesn't respond to my need. He responds to my faith. You hearing that? That's why when Jesus went to his hometown, were there people with needs there? Yes, for sure. But was he able to heal them? Why? They had needs. They didn't have faith. They treated them as common. Is this not Joseph's son? Or is this not Mary's son? We, we know him. We know his brothers. Who does he think he is? And the Bible says Jesus could do no mighty miracles because of their unbelief. You know the Bible actually says why? Because of their unbelief. Because they weren't hungry? Because they didn't believe. Jesus doesn't respond to my need. He responds to my faith. When he hears faith, it stops him in his tracks. When he hears faith, it blesses him. When he hears faith... He cannot help but help. It's in his nature. It's in the core of who he is. That's who he is. So never say again another day in your life, well, sometimes his answer is yes, and sometimes his answer is no. When the Bible says that all his promises are in Christ, yes, and amen. Don't say that. No, it's a matter of faith and hunger. That's what it's a matter of. And that'll rile up the religious spirit. You can't tell people it's because they don't have faith. Jesus did so many times. So many times. So if you don't like that preaching, you'll hate Jesus' teachings. All these faith preachers, all these faith healers, man, you'd hate Jesus' ministry. All these people that say you can ask whatever you want and it will be given to you. You'll hate Jesus' ministry. I'll tell you what. The Pharisees hated it. Fullness of joy. Let's go back there. God is powerful. Well, here's the thing. I'm not going to protect you from the Holy Spirit conviction. That's not my job. It's not my job. Why would the Lord be sharing this with you today? Because He wants us to break through some stuff. He wants to get His goodness to you. And, he wa- and what He'll do, He says, I am the light of the world. And what does the light do? It shines the light on the areas of our lives that need correcting. He shines the light on some of those things so that we can fix it. When I, was, when I was younger, I would very much like to keep my lights off in my room because it was a mess. Couldn't even see the carpet. 
turn the lights on, it exposes the fact that I need to do something. So here's the thing. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. I'm going to shine that light. And that light will expose some things. But the only reason that God will point it out and, and bring it up is so that we can get over it and, get, and push through it and enter into the breakthrough that he's made available to us. The reason God gives us an instruction is so that we can increase, is so that we can go up. The reason God shines a light on these things is so that we can improve and advance in the kingdom of God. That's why. He wants you to take a hold of His goodness and His grace. He's not withholding it. He's not withholding any of it. He wants you to take a hold of it. He wants you to access it. That's why we need to get into the flow so that we can take full reign of the goodness and mercy of God. That's why He's sharing this with you today. It's available to you. He's already made it available to you. Let's put on hunger so we can access it. Amen? Let's put on hunger so we can enter into it. I just want to give you guys a couple more scriptures, and then I'll wrap up. All right, Psalm 107, 35 and 36 says this. He changes a wilderness into a pool of water, and a dry land into springs of water. Why would he do this? What's this for? Verse 36. There he makes the hungry to dwell. That's where the hungry man dwells. What does that mean? God's already working it out for you. God's already making a way. He's already working it out so that you can dwell in that beautiful and bountiful land. There he makes the hungry to dwell so that they may establish an inhabited city. What does that mean? So that they can bring other people into this blessing. Overflowing into the people around me so that I can bring more people into what God has made available to me. That's where the hungry people dwell, and a hungry person pulls other people in to, to, to that blessing with them. Amen? That's what hungry, hung, hungry looks like. That's what hunger looks like. Luke 1, 52 and 53. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. He exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has filled the hungry with good things. Say this, good things are my portion today. Are you hungry today? Come on, are you hungry today? Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Hunger has a sound. Are you hungry today? He's going to fill you with good things today. 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 Today He's getting ready to fill you with good things. Do you receive that? Today He's filling you with goodness. Today He's filling you with good things. Today, His goodness and mercy are hunting you down. Today, are you going to take a hold of it? It's as if Jesus was walking through this right in front of you today. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. I'm going to take a hold of it today. Are you going to take a hold of it today? Whew. The anointing is here to break chains. The, the anointing is here to break you free. What's the anointing? Everything that Jesus had. Yeah. Everything that Jesus carried. So when we have the opportunity of ministry, because I, I, I will invite you to come forward in, in a little bit. I'll invite you to come forward, and I will tell you this. I, when I lay hands on people, I'm not the one doing a thing. All I'm doing is being a point of contact. What you're doing is you're entering into that river of life, and Jesus himself is going to do something because I was crucified with Christ. 
I no longer live. Christ lives in me. The life I now live, I live in faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's not me. None of this is me. Because I'm nothing without him. I'm nothing without him. Jesus even said, without me, you can do nothing. You can sit down. Isaiah 55. Hear this. Just, just listen to this. Close your eyes and listen to this. Isaiah 55, 1 and 2 says this. Ho, oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You who have no money, come, buy and eat. So even if you don't have anything to offer, still come. It says come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. What does that mean? It's freely available to you. Everything you need today, it's already been freely made available to you. Everything. All you have to do is come. Why do you spend money for what is not bread? And your wages for what does not satisfy? Why are you wasting your money and your time and your strength striving for things that won't satisfy? Why are you spending all your money watching shows that don't fill your soul? Now, I'm not saying that it's wrong to watch TV. I'm just saying this. When there's something available to you that is far beyond everything this world has to offer, why are you filling yourself up with that stuff? No, there's something in this place today that'll satisfy you. That'll fill you and satisfy you. There's only one place, and that's in him. One place, and that's in him. He says, listen carefully to me. Eat what is good. You're getting ready to eat something good today. God's preparing a table before you today, and you're about to receive something so good and satisfying. Even more satisfying than a Snickers. Amen. And delight yourself in abundance. Abundance is coming your way. All you got to do is come. All you got to do is come. All you got to do is come. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. All you got to do is come. All you got to do is call out to him. All you have to do is put your faith and your trust in him. And when you do that, he hears and he delivers. He hears and he delivers. So I want to give everyone in this room an opportunity to come to him. Everyone in this room, I want to give you an opportunity to come to him. Because here's the reality of it all. If we want to enter into that flow, if we want to enter into him, what we need to do first and foremost is we need to make him the Lord of our life. We need to make him our everything. Because we can do nothing and we can receive nothing without him. We love because he first loved us. That's the whole part of the two parts of life. I need to receive him so that I can flow and walk in the fullness that he has for me. So if you're here today and you just want to reach that new level, come to him. Come to him. I want, you to, I want everyone in this room to pray this prayer with me. Just repeat this out loud with your mouth. Say this, dear Jesus, today I'll make you the Lord of my life. 
you call the shots, and I'll be obedient. I'll believe that you died for me and for my sin. And on the third day, you rose again to give me life. Today, I'll receive life to the full till it overflows. I'll receive it today in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I want to encourage you. If, you're hung, if you want to grow in your hunger, come forward. If you have something that you want God Himself to deliver you from, if, if there's been an obstacle in your life that you just need a break out of, you just need a breakthrough. If, if, if you're here and you're just saying, I just need to touch the hem of His garment. I just need to, to receive a touch from the Most High God. I want to, people are already coming forward. I want to invite you to come forward. And I'm going to tell you this. God is here. The righteous cry out. And the Lord hears. Just like Jesus. When you cry out to Him, He stops in His tracks. He hears you. And He sets you free. Whew. You're in that... Rep. Here, I want everyone standing up here. Keep your eyes closed, but hear this. We have more access to Jesus than Bartimaeus did. He had to wait for Jesus to walk by him. Jesus is right here in this room coming to you. Huh. And since you made that prayer, he's inside of you. You have more access to Jesus than Bartimaeus did. So call out to Him, and He'll hear you, and He'll deliver you from all your distresses. Do you receive that? Do you receive that? Say this with me. I receive exactly what God has for me today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive it now. In Jesus' name. Roko shebra kana bosoko, ovra keshte be, kombra dashta ke, rekembo avre keshte se, ombana nisi, kovra keshte se. I just see light overflowing out of you. Light be in Jesus' name. You're going to be a light everywhere you go. That light's going to pour out of you. People are going to see it. They're going to say something's different about her. And they're going to receive from you the light that's been given to you. In Jesus' name. You're going to enter into a new realm of blessing. In Jesus' name. You've been diligent, and God's seen it. And He's going to bless it. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Ko prebeshte se, ambado ko rekhembeshte bosuko, rambara niyasuko, ovro kombrashede, ambakosto. So, God's breaking off things that you thought are these ever going to go away. He's breaking them off in an instant. Now, in Jesus' name, ovre kembereshte, ovra bashteke, ovre kembodoshamba. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. We receive it. Do you receive it? Do you receive it? Say, I receive it. 
In Jesus' name. Receive it now. In Jesus' name. He's pouring it out. He's preparing it. It's in preparation. It's making its way. It's like there's a tracking number on it. It's already on the way. You're receiving it in Jesus' name. Fullness in Jesus' name. I wouldn't be surprised if it actually does have a tracking number and it's actually on its way. Thank you, Father. He hears you. He stops. Calls you over. You come to Him knowing it's never going to be the same. And He delivers you from all your troubles. Thank you, Father. Your pen says prayer works. I love that. Your tie says that he's giving you life. And right now, in Jesus' name, we receive life. 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 Life to the full till it overflows. Just receive it. Just receive that life. Oh, thank you, Father. He is so pleased with you. <laughs> so pleased in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. I hear him saying the same thing to you. He is pleased with you. He's 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 pleased with you. Father, we receive all, 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 not part of it, not a little bit, but all, all that you have. In Jesus' name, we receive it, and he's pouring out. Oh, thank you, Father. We receive it now, in Jesus' name. We receive it. Now, in Jesus' name. Faith is now. Faith is now. You know what that means? I have it now. <laughs> you have it now. Thank you, Father. We have it now. And we receive it in Jesus' name. It's inside of you. You have it. Excuse me. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just sense that joy is coming in. Joy in a new way. In a new way. Joy be in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Father. Joy be. We receive it now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God just said, I'm giving him wisdom. I'm 
given him the wisdom he's been asking for. Receive that wisdom now in Jesus' name. He's given it to you freely. Remember what he said. If anyone asks for wisdom, he'll freely give it. He's given that to you now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Receive now in Jesus' name all that he has for you. Receive now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. God's got big things for you. Big things. Don't let the enemy distract you from those things. And as you enter into the flow, you're going to walk in the fullness like you've never seen before. Receive that now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And he's bringing restoration, not just inside of you, but in your physical body too. In Jesus' name. Just receive. Just receive. Corre de beste. Amanomosoko. Ebede de steke. Prokombarabosoko. Re e shembra bosokonomosoko. Oh, freedom. 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 Freedom be in Jesus' name. You're going to sing a lot in joy because you're going to experience the freedom of God in ways you've never had before. In Jesus' name. Oh, He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you, and He's pouring out His love on you right now. Pour it out, God, in Jesus' name. I just hear Him say, I'm not done with her yet. <laughs> he's not done with you. He's got so much in store for you, it's going to be beautiful. Just receive that now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ha, thank you, Lord. Oh, he's not done with you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. God's got good stuff for you today. Amen. You receive that? Amen. Oh, Lord, right now we receive that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. To the full, till it overflows. To the full, till it overflows. Amen. We receive it to the full. To the full. Nothing lacking. Oh, you're receiving already. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, need a running start for this one. That's just what I saw in the spirit. God's getting ready. Oh, I see this. His blessing are chasing you down. Hunting you down. In Jesus' name. Receive that. In Jesus' name. His blessings are hunting you down. Oh. Corre de este que. Ha. Ha. Oh. Oh, bracaste se. You all recognize that I'm in the physical, not able to do that. Right? That's the Holy Ghost. Receive now in Jesus' name. I just see, just as Pastor has that anointing, and you've esteemed that anointing, and you've you've submitted to that covering. There's parts of that grace that's been on him that's gonna come on you. And you're going to see 
You're going you're gonna to be walking around in your workplace and you're going to sense that anointing. Just like Pastor goes, hoo-hoo! You're going to do that too because the anointing will hit you. And he'll show you exactly what to do with it. Because it's going to overflow out, out of you in new ways. In Jesus' name. Oh, cabra bana mosuko. Re de 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 shekeno mosuko. Mosuko. Bramana mosuko. This is what the Lord just showed me. Your family is blessed. Don't worry about them. They're blessed. Your diligence and your fire for God will flow to them. Ha! Just get in the flow. Enter into that river and rest. You don't have to strive for it. Just enter into that river and rest. And it'll flow out of you and into them. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Did you receive that word that Barry gave you earlier? Did you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's pouring out. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Ha 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 ha. Enjoy, you're going to receive it. In Jesus' name. Ha 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 ha. Hey. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. God is taking you to a new level today. Are you ready for that? Ha. He's taking you to a new level. Receive it. There might be times when it might feel uncomfortable, but you'll know what to do. And as you enter into that new level, oh man, that, it's not just new levels of what's coming out of you. It's new levels of what's being poured out into you. And receive that now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. All oh, these hands that you've put to work. God's saying, I'm putting these hands to work for my kingdom. Oh, and they're going to be fruitful. Everything you put your hands to do. This is His word for you. Everything you put your hands to do in Him will be blessed. That includes work. That includes everything. It will be blessed. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to need a running start for this one, too. Don't worry. God's got you. They're hunting you down, too. They're hunting you down. In Jesus' name, we receive it. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Father. It's hunting you down. It's hunting you down. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. We receive all that you have. We're going to new levels. We're going higher. And I thank you for it. You can put your hands on your belly. God is doing a new thing in you today. In Jesus' name. Today. In Jesus' name. New thing. Today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We receive all, 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 all. All of it. Nothing lacking. Nothing missing. Oh, thank you, Father. There is a maturity that God is putting inside of you that's going to astound even adults. <laughs> thank you, Father. They're going to say, how old is she again? <laughs> how old is she? Because she's operating like she's known these things for decades. 
That's going to be what God's pouring into you. Not just maturity, but wisdom. Ha, you keep increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. You've just seen a little bit of it, but you're going higher now in Jesus' name. Receive that. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, blessings overflowing on your business. Blessings overflowing in your home to new levels in Jesus' name. Just receive that. We receive new levels of blessing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Father. We receive it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is pleased with you. God is pleased with you, Eva Marie. He's pleased with you. Amen. 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 God is doing a mighty work in you. He loves you. He loves you. You came to Him. He heard. And He's delivering you today. Amen. Do you receive that? Okay.
God's going to open up to you different anointings and giftings that you didn't even know were inside of you. But they've been in there all along. Hmm. They've been in there all along, but now he's going to begin to draw it out. So when it starts to come out, don't fear it. Embrace it. Just like in the lazy river. You're going down, you go around a new bend, and you find there's new things that he has for you. All you're doing is you're just resting in him. And as you're resting in the flow, those giftings will begin to come out of you, pour out of you in new levels. Receive that now in Jesus' name. Oh, we receive it. We receive it. We receive it. Do you receive it? Do you receive it? Come on. Ah, who's hungry today? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled in Jesus' name. Filled to the full till it overflows. Oh, who's being filled today? No, no, no. Who's already full and overflowing today? So when we leave this place and go to our cars, we're not going to be having arguments with our families. We're going to be laughing with them because we're overflowing with the joy of the Lord. Amen. Oh, do you receive that? Do you receive it? Oh, do you receive it? Jesus, Son of David. I hear hunger. I'm going to go and I'm going to change their world. Oh, He's changing your world today because He heard you. Oh, when you called out to Him today, when you came forward, this is literally what Jesus was doing. Oh, I'm coming to them. I sense hunger in the room. And when hunger is in the room, things change. When hunger is in the room, things change. What I'm going to have Barrett do, or I, well, I, I actually can't do it because you're the only one who can sit on the boomerang line, is pastors put together a list of seven ways to grow in your hunger. I was going to get into it, but the Holy Spirit didn't lead. But Barrett's going to send that to the boomerang line. If you don't have access to the boomerang boxer line, come to her or come to me and we'll get that to you. All right? We want to get that into your hands. That is a powerful list. Oh, life-changing. So, uh, Barrett will send that out on the list. Do you have it? or I? Yeah, I, I got you. And we'll send that on, out on the boxer line. And you can utilize that. It's not like a list. Like, well, once I do these things. But what it is, it's a, all right, Lord, I'm hungry for you. And I'm going to apply that hunger. And I'm going to apply that faith. And this is just going to be a guy that will show me. I'm going to take it to the Lord and say, Lord, where can I grow? And the Lord will give me wisdom and he'll show me. Amen? It's not a payment, but it, it's a guide, and it'll help you. All right? So, guys, thank, oh, man, God's doing big things. Amen? Do you receive that? Do you receive that? Amen. 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 It's a promise. He will satisfy those who hunger and thirst. Amen? And so we are going to go hungry to Pancho Villas after this, if you guys would like to go with us. But I have a few announcements for you guys first. We have youth service tonight at 4 p.m. So that same anointing that was here this morning as Buddy was preaching, that's going to be here with the youth tonight as well. So make sure, grades 6 to 12, we're going to meet here at 4 o'clock. We have Impact University on Tuesdays nights. If you're not enrolled, come talk to one of the leaders, to Barrett, and we're going to give you some information. It's powerful, powerful stuff. The anointing is there too. 
We have life groups every week. If you are not plugged into a life group, life group leaders, you can raise your hands. Go talk to one of them. It's amazing. Family is vital in the body of Christ. So we do have life groups every week. Um, There's not going to be men's meeting, but we'll let you know when it starts back up. Uh, And no Holy Spirit weekend in December, but still make sure. Prioritize winning souls, making disciples. That's still something that I know people are already planning on making trips out to still win souls and still do that because we are a soul-winning church. Amen? And guys, Christmas is coming up. I'm not trying to overstep Thanksgiving. I'm excited for Thanksgiving. But Christmas service is going to be on December 19th. So it's going to be exciting, fun stuff. We're going to have more information uh, for you for that too. And then if you want more anointed uh, preaching and teaching, we have Lunch Plus here every day. The Holy Spirit is pouring out a new word every day. So you can absolutely access that through YouTube. And now Barrett has something to say. I'm so sorry. Lunch Plus is going to be a little bit different this week. Uh, Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole, they are in Florida with Dr. Andre. And so Lunch Plus is starting early. We're going to be starting when they start at 11. We're going to be simulcasting the whole thing. So it's not going to look like normal, but we're going to be receiving from the anointed men and women of God that pastors are there with, as well as pastors themselves. So it's not going to be at 1130. It's going to start at around 11, 1115. We'll let you know. You'll see it. If you're subscribed to YouTube, it should just notify you. Plug subscribe to YouTube. Do that. But it's going to be great. So be blessed. Have a great Sunday. And we love you. Have a good day. Should I make-